Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey guys, let's go, let's go, let's go. Those words have never been truer for me than in this moment right now. We are entering season seven. And I am excited because season six was actually the season where season of completion. And the reason why I say it was the season of completion is because I have been struggling and trying to grow this podcast, first trying to be authentic, then trying to add in a few things that for clickbait. And I realized that I have to be authentic for myself and I need to be authentic for my small audience. Of course, we all want to grow, but I don't want to grow because I am doing things for attention, if that makes sense, right? The whole purpose of this podcast is to unpack and unlearn behaviors. So it's going to have to grow organically or it's fine if the group remains small. It's fine if if it's three or four or 500 people who listen and they are able to get exactly what they need. In season six, I did 25 episodes. And that was the first season where I was consistent. So that is a big deal for me because I often quit things when I'm not sure about what is going on. But I've also realized that this podcast is also for me. It allows me to see my own growth. It allows me to live in a space that is vulnerable. And for that, I say welcome to season seven, episode one, Standing in the Gap. On last season's final episode, I gave you guys permission to grow. And the reason why I've been gone so long is because that is exactly what I was doing for myself. I was giving myself permission to grow permission to unpack, right? Because that is what I want for all of us, unlearn. But once you do those things, then you have to move into a new space that feels good. And the truth is growth doesn't always feel good at first, right? Because unhealthy behaviors could be unhealthy, right? but they become normal. They become part of who you are, right? And so change, change often feels funny. Change is unknown, right? So people would rather have tragedy and they know what it looks like and how it feels than to enter into a new world of the unknown. But the crazy thing about the unknown is that there are a multitude, there are a myriad of possibilities for joy, expression, for newness. You could also fail, right? 
But you know that you're failing right now. You know that life is not working for you. So that is what I went and did. I went and did some things that I was afraid to do. And they may seem simple for other people, but that's okay. Because we're not here to judge ourselves against other people. You can only judge yourself against your story. Not other people's story. If it comes easy to you, be grateful. But if it comes hard for you and you still did it anyway, still be grateful for the love and for the gratitude and for the mercy and grace that you are showing yourself. Give yourself permission to be happy. To be proud that you're doing it anyway. There are lots of things that come easy to me. Lots of things. And then there are things that are not. I love research. I love studying. I love dialogue. Those things seem to come easy to me. But if we were to start talking about weight loss and a few other things, those don't come easy to me. I see other people where that comes easy to them. But when it's time to read and research, it doesn't. Right? We are part of a collective experience. However, we are still all each a unique human being with a series of gifts and purpose and strengths and weaknesses and pros and cons. And that is okay. During my time away from you guys, life was happening. First of all, I want to say Thank you for all the encouragement from friends and families because I have begun the process of trying to start writing a book. It's not the book that I want to write, right? So I was just getting my feet wet. But what I did do is that I first created a journal, right? You can go to Amazon, Google, um, look up Marshall Wilson and all of the books that I've written during my time off are there, or you can feel free to go to runonthoughts.com and you can click on the shop page and you will see my journal. You will see my question and answer book called Questions About Everything and Nothing. I am really proud about that book, right? Because my son and I often, when he was growing up, we would get books from Barnes and Nobles or from any other type of bookstore or online. And we would fill out these books to explore who we are. We would explore our relationship. We would use these books to get to know each other. So Questions About Everything and Nothing, it's for you, but... I think these books are better when you are in a group and you can share it with your friends and you want to get to know each other and you want to get to know each other on a deeper level. But this one is just simple, right? Sometimes it just creates conversation so that you guys can begin having conversations that are about who you are, how you feel about things, not gossip, not other people, right? Because sometimes when we are listening to gossip and listening to things that don't serve us it's usually because we don't want to work on our own shit if that makes sense so i want you guys to be working on your own shit all the time and the last book that i wrote is the book that i'm most proud of i do want to write a book with words i'm not sure if i want to write a fiction book or a non-fiction book i have so much life to share but i think i might want to write a book that is Fiction, but loosely based on my life and the life of those that are around me. Because I want to share with you guys how I got to this point of making sure that I take care of who I am first, 
right? It is important to fill up your own cup first. There is nothing to give. Those are no truer facts. But when you have been raised to see the needs of other people first, you oftentimes find yourself feeling guilty for taking care of your, yourself. Fuck that. I don't feel guilty about taking care of myself. In fact, I feel like I have more to give others when I make me a priority. Does that make sense? I have more to give. So I created a diabetic logbook. Everything and nothing. Everything and nothing is my brand. That's my mantra because I am grateful for everything and nothing, right? I am all of myself even as I evolve. I say those words almost every day. So when trying to come up with my branding and how I wanted to brand my books and make them a collective part of a family, this is what I did. So my diabetic logbook, the reason why this is important is because while I was writing those other books, one of my girlfriends, Christine, said, won't you write about something that you know? And that makes sense to me. I had already begun the process of writing a logbook with another friend, Jen. I'll share that with you guys when I have her on, maybe at the end of this season. But I decided to make a diabetic logbook because I'm not sure if I've shared that I have diabetes. I can't stand it. Um, when I first was diagnosed with diabetes, I went to the doctor, I wanted to have a complete physical, and I found out that I had diabetes. Diabetes runs on both sides of my family. I kind of knew the doctor was upset because this was a new doctor, and she wanted to know why the other doctor had never let me know that I was pre-diabetic. Because if you are pre-diabetic out there, go back. Do what they tell you to do and go back. You do not want this disease at all. It is manageable. I try to manage it. I've, I've had to change my eating habits. I still need to change them even further. I walk a lot. I still need to exercise even more. I would like to lose no more than 20 pounds, but, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. The reason why I'm saying it out loud is because when I say things out loud and the universal energy is now holding me accountable, reason why I don't complain or say things or complain about men is because I believe that once you start complaining, you have to start making choices, right? You got to start making changes. And if you are not ready to make change, shut the fuck up. It's really just that simple. But before we get started with standing in the gap, I want to remind you guys that you can always go to runonthoughts.com to listen to any episode all the way from season one. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to me on uh, iHeartRadio. You can listen to me on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, right? And like I said, oh, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be, I keep telling you guys that I'm going to be answering questions, but some of the questions that I get, they're silly. And not that they're silly, but I want you guys to dig deep, right? I don't want to help you with, well, that's not true. And that wasn't even fair. That wasn't fair because I often tell you guys that everything is serious because if it was serious to you and if I can show you the spin on how you're not always asking the question that you think you're asking, some of you are asking questions that are on the surface and I want you to dig deep. And the reason why you ask questions on the surface is because I oftentimes think that we know. We know. But answering our own questions means that you have to do something. And sometimes we're not ready to do the thing that we know we have to do. 
right? So I also have a new email address. It is runonthoughtsmedia at gmail.com. I still have think at runonthoughts.com. But the truth is, I think I actually prefer Google as an email address, right? It's just because I use Gmail for a lot of things and I actually like the um the cloud space, I like the drive, I like all of those things. And in my runonthoughts.com email, it's a little harder, it's a little harder for me. So I just prefer to use Gmail. So if you feel like even emailing me at runonthoughtsmedia.com, you can always check us out on Instagram. I've been a little lackluster over there, but that's because I've been over here writing my books and life has been happening, right? I'll share with you guys what has been going on in my life. I've had some things that have had to turn my weekends upside down. But like I tell you guys, it's not a sacrifice. I'm not really a sacrificial lamb. I'm not that person. Either I want to do something or I don't. And because of that, I'm always feeling in a space of gratitude and love. Because if I don't want to do it, I simply am not doing it. And that's just what it is. I don't have those guilt feelings. I don't have feelings of um, of accommodating people just because either I want to do it or I don't. And if I don't want to do it, I am comfortable with whatever consequences come with that. And they're not really consequences. They are choices. And some of us are not always comfortable living in our choices, right? They're like, oh, if, if you don't do this, you're going to, I'm not going to feel nothing, right? I have boundaries. I have standards. I have peace. I have, uh, I believe in energy. And if your energy and my energy don't align, I'm all right with it not aligning. Because I don't even necessarily believe that it was supposed to align. So that's just what it is. So back to the episode, Standing in the Gap. I thought about this episode months ago. I was on the phone with my sister Karen. And this episode was inspired by a child. This episode was inspired by a child. I'm not going to say whose child. I'm not going to say what was going on. But I will tell you that I went to bed that night and I was stirring and I cannot wait to get back to you guys. But because life was happening, I knew that I needed to manage my time. I knew that there were some things that were taking precedence and priority and that was okay and that I would be able to get back to you guys as soon as I could. So, I'm sorry for being gone so long, but what you should have been doing is going back to season one and listening all over to all of the episodes anyway. I'm just kidding. But Standing in the Gap was inspired by a child. And here in season seven, I love the, the number seven. My number is really 44. Anytime I see the number 44, I stop and I thank God Mother Earth and a universal energy for all of the blessings. I stand in gratitude for a few seconds and I just move on with my life. I also enjoy the number seven because in the Bible, in Genesis, seven is the day we rested. So in this season, I want us to rest. I want us to take all of the tools that we have learned during this entire season and I want for us, all the seasons, and I want for us to rest. Rest in grace. Rest in knowledge, rest in knowing, rest in the fact that we have been doing the work. Give yourself grace for coming this far. Give yourself grace for unpacking, for unlearning. Give yourself grace. And then in spiritual terms, the number seven represents truth seeker. 
So I want us to rest, but continue to seek truth. And that is what we have been doing, right? In this season, I don't necessarily want us to work so hard. I don't want us to work as hard as we've been working, but I still want us to be able to seek truth. I still want us to be able to experiment and experience the work that we have done. I don't want to do so much unpacking, but I do want to continue sharing living in truth and understanding and knowing that you are worthy of all the things that you want. Especially if they're not hurting anybody. Because that's really how I, if it hurts somebody, then it's not of positive energy. It's not of God. And I don't mean hurt them like that. I, You know what I mean. Because if I don't want to talk to somebody, they could be hurt. But that's not my problem. But you know what I mean. People like to act like they don't know what you're talking about. But they know what you're talking about. You know when it ain't right. And when it ain't right, it just ain't fucking right. And that's on that. But standing in the gap. Oftentimes in relationships with romantic relationships, with friendships and parenting, our children in all work relationships, it is important to have those who stand in the gap. And during this conversation with my sister, and we're talking about a child, we're talking about a child who's in a family where it seems like they stand in the gap. And I really wanna know, have you guys ever felt like this? As a mom, I've been a single mom a long time. Well, I was a single mom my child's whole life. I've been in relationships, but it was important to me to be in motherhood. And because of that, I didn't necessarily choose partners that were healthy because sometimes when you're trying to keep things out there are things that you don't allow in right so because i wasn't looking properly i didn't see what was necessarily going on so i chose some unhealthy mates if that makes sense i know we all have been there i really don't talk about those because i really talk about what i've learned from them right? And how some of them have humbled me. Some of them have given me empathy. And it's the empathy that I share with you guys. It's the way, the reason why I don't judge you guys so harshly, because the truth is we've all been there. But this child is kind. This child helps their parent. This child helps their mom. This child sees what needs to be done. And the child stands in the gap of where their other parent does not. Have you guys ever had that? I'm not quite sure what that is. But I also realized that, is that what people are doing when they are cheating or having emotional affairs? Some are just selfish. And cheating is a deal breaker for me, so let's get that motherfucking straight right now. But I often wonder if people are in relationships where their needs are not being met. And you have made a choice to stay in something simply because it serves other parts of you. But the pros do not outweigh the good, and you know that. But you stay out of fear. You stay because you have abandonment issues. You stay for a multitude of reasons. But the truth is that that person does not stand in the gap for you. And that is where your pain is. And I'm realizing that when many of us are trying to real rationalize and figure out what is going on, because sometimes the partner can be a good and decent partner, but they may not but they may not be a good and decent partner for 
you. Why? Because their presence does not stand in the gap, right? Like I make a huge Thanksgiving dinner. I'm using this as an example. And I mean, I cook everything under the black American umbrella of Southern food for dinner. And I enjoy doing this, but it is long. It is a lot of planning. It is tiresome, but it is a labor of love for me. By the time the night is over, I am tired and I go straight to bed. My son and his cousins, they're usually here and they go out to his dad's and then they, or and other family members. And then I don't know what happens throughout the night, but by the time I wake up in the morning, my entire home is back to normal. Everything is put away. All of the dishes are done. All of the platters are away. The food is dispersed and ready for leftovers. And truthfully, the first time my son did that, I don't even know if he knows this, but I almost cried because that is what standing in the gap looks like. It looks like help. It looks like I went to work, I came home, your partner doesn't have a job, and instead of just laying on the sofa like a lump of coal, they do things around the house that would serve you, that would serve the entire family. Like cook and clean up, or run you a bath, or things that make you feel seen and heard. Things that you don't have to do because you are tired, because you have been doing this other part of the job, right? Standing in the gap. People, you don't need what you don't need. If gifts are, and, and standing in the gap can look like a person's love language. But the truth of the matter is that you know what it is because you know what it feels like. So you know what it's not because you're simply not feeling that. Does that make sense? It is important to stand in the gap. I also recognize that I don't have friendship drama and I am grateful that I do not have friendship drama. First of all, if I consider you my friend, I consider you my family. So there's that. But I don't have friendship drama because my love language is acts of service and I realize it is also standing in the gap. I enjoy standing in the gap for my friends. When everybody's out here saying 50-50 or this, that, and a third, sometimes it's 100 and zero, right? Sometimes if you've had a friendship and that friendship has been consistent and that friendship has been a part of us growing and not growing, right? If that friendship has served you, if that friend has been there for you and loved on you and been there for you, sometimes that friend can be going through something and they don't got shit to give and that's okay it's okay for the friend to have nothing to give in that moment it is important for you it is important for me to stand in the gap and hold them up during their trials hold them up during this period in their life and that's just that everything is not about receiving everything is not about people being on your level Everything is not about leveling up. Everything is not about getting shit. Everything is not about uh, the bag. 
Sometimes it's about character. And truthfully, it should be more about character and more about how people serve you. If a friend is going through something, I try to be there for them. But that is also my gift, right? I think it is very important to do the part of the job that you are good at. I am good at being a worker bee. I am good at acts of service. I am good at, like, if you have a dream, and there are parts of your dream that I can bring to fruition, I will stand in the gap and get the shit done. Right? So I recognize that my ability to stand in the gap makes me valuable. Now, I don't think you should have to do anything. But the truth of the matter is, I'm not interested in friendships where we want to gossip. Now, don't get it twisted. I don't care what anybody tells you. I believe that we all talk about each other. And the reason why, but it's not always out of malice. Sometimes we are unpacking behaviors and trying to decide how we are going to help that friend, how we are going to mitigate with that friend, how we are going to have an intervention with that friend, or if this friendship serves us, or if is there anything that we need to do differently. And that is okay. You know it's not gossip because you're not because you're not around going, fuck that bitch. Or she got on head. You're talking to be able to unpack and eventually go back to the table to strengthen the friendship. Right? But everybody is different, and that's alright too. Because if you out here judging friends because they're not you, you fucked up. And you need to get your act together. Because why would you want you? I'm me. I don't need me in the friendship. I need something else. You know what I'm saying? I need something else. All of my friends serve a purpose and a need for me. They don't all necessarily know what it is and they don't have to. It just works for me and I love them each individually for that. But I also recognize that part of the reason why I am still single is because I have been loved. And the way I identify being loved is that I had a person, a man who stood in the gap right one time as a hmm, late teen i wanted to go visit someone i didn't have any money no money and i knew that they would be there standing there to pay the cost for my trip i didn't have to guess or be fearful or be worried or be oh you're gonna miss me oh you're not gonna be there they were there but i knew they would be there and the reason why I knew they would be there is because they had always stood in the gap for me. They had always allowed me to be all of myself. They had always loved me unconditionally. And because of that, I recognized that life happens. It's not a lack of love that I'm not with this person. But I also recognize that you can love someone and they not be for you. Right? Or the universe has other plans for them. And all you can do is just be grateful for what you had and understand that that type of love is unconditional. And because of that, I recognize that on my journey in love relationships, I have always been begging and pleading and trying to see more. I have loved and I have been loved. I have loved as much as I could love and they have loved me in their own way, right? And that's the crazy thing. We stay in relationships that are not healthy for us because you say, oh, they're good or oh, they're doing their best and they could be doing their best. But the truth is they're wasting their best on you because their best is not good enough for you.
It may be good enough for somebody else, but their best is not good enough for you. And because of that, you go on a journey of disrespect, ungratefulness, never getting your needs met, and attacking that person because you want them to do better, because you want this to work. Because do you guys know how many things have to be right in order for a relationship to work? So I get it. When it's not working, you want to fix it because the number of things that have to go right, the energy has to be right, the chemistry has to be right, you have to be attracted to them, the kiss has to be right, the sex has to be right. Oh my God, the list is so endless. So when things are not going right, you feel compelled to force them. But the truth of the matter is that person does not stand in the gap. For you. They don't stand where you need a soldier, right? Like if you are a person who goes through things and you have a partner who berates you, that's not standing in the gap. You need someone with the ability to uplift you, to bring you out of that. Y'all can't both be in the funk. Right? If you are a person with dreams, you need a person who can see your dreams and will stand in the gap to make your dreams come true. If you're at work and you don't feel worthy of getting what you deserve and everybody got these work wives and work family and work best friends, you need someone who's going to tell you to go get it and show you how to go get it. We all need cheerleaders. We all need those who want to be in partnership with us. Because that is what standing in the gap looks like. And now I am at peace with being single for two reasons. One, I love men, right? So I don't want to continue to be with someone and feel like I need you to change. Because you don't need to change. You simply need to find someone who wants what you want the way that you want it. And because I have felt love at a peaceful, all accepting, unconditional level, I recognize that that is what I require. And simply, if I don't get that, I don't want nothing. And I'm all right with that. I have no desire to live with a man. I have no desire to be accountable to anyone. And that's okay for me. But everybody going, I see all these women say, I'd rather be single. If you'd rather be single, that's okay. But if that's not what your life purpose is, that's okay too. If there are things that you need to change in order to meet in the middle with someone, that's okay. I experience full joy as a single woman. So because of that, it really needs to work for me in order for me to be in a relationship. I fear not being alone. I don't have any fears with being alone. I had a young person say to me, aren't you afraid of growing old alone? And the truth is, I thought about it. No, I'm afraid of growing old and being miserable in something with someone and finding it hard to get out of. That is my fear. I don't necessarily need a body. Right? I don't need just a body. Of course it's nice. There are pros and cons to everything, y'all. 
But you got to decide what pros and what cons serve you. The same way these pros and cons are the things that stand in the gap for you. Right? I've been in relationships with men with money. Because I like gifts. But they never stood in the gap. Right? They never stood in the gap. I have a podcast of resources they never listened to. I was even once in love with a man who everybody knew was a cheater, right? But I had a sex toy business. Why didn't she have my business with all they freaking hoes? I know that was TMI, but that's how I felt in that second. Like, do something. Stand in the gap somewhere. You see me working hard. You see me starting businesses. You see me saving. You see me doing that. It's okay to stand in the gap. Fold the laundry. You see I did all this laundry, fold it. You see I cooked, clean the kitchen. You see I'm tired, put a blanket over me. You see me crying, well don't hug me. I don't really like physical touch. But you know, you get the drift. Give me a pep talk. There are a thousand ways to stand in the gap. And I'm telling you, men and women alike, if your person does not stand in the gap, there lies the resentment. There is where your issue is. It's not the flaws that they come to the table with. It is the fact that in your life, you don't see where they serve you. It may be good sex. It may be good conversation. But what's, what good is all this conversation if their purpose is not standing in the gap for you? Right? Like I said, a child. It was a child who was standing in the gap. That means that that child sees what their parent needs. And this isn't even fair to the child. So maybe the child is an empath. Maybe the child sees someone in their life sad. Maybe their child wants to make everybody happy. Because I don't necessarily like this for the child. Because this is a heavy burden. Where you're always trying to make someone's needs, meet someone's needs. Because I don't necessarily believe that you should be doing this for everybody. I'm not a fucking people pleaser. I don't believe that we should be make accommodating everybody. I think that you get to choose your circle. You get to choose your family. And in that circle of family and love is where you should be able to stand in the gap. That is why I don't understand people having 1,000 friends. You can't stand in the gap for 1,000 people. But if you got four people... Three people, two people, or even one person that stands in the gap for you and you can stand in the gap for, trust me, life will feel better. You will begin to awaken because standing in the gap should produce appreciation, gratitude. You should be looking at your person like, damn, I was on my way home from work, tired, hungry, and here they come with my favorite dinner. Standing in the gap. You have a business idea and you have someone with resources and they get you your LLC or they get you something for your business. Standing in the gap. And usually when parents have a bad relationship with their children, it's usually because the parent doesn't have the ability to stand in the gap. The parent either needs the child or the parent parents from a place of fear 
or the parent doesn't have the skill sets. So the, if you can't see your child's needs and wants, then you can't stand in the gap. It is not your flaws that the child remains upset about. It is the times when they felt that they needed you and you weren't able to stand in the gap. Does that make sense? That that's the thing that they are thinking about? The time when they came home from school and someone was bullying them and you said, shake it off or what did you do? What? That what did you do shit? Y'all stop that. Stand in the gap. I'll even lie for mine. And I mean that on 1000. I'll come home and discipline you. But out in the world, I am a stand in the gap type of mama for mine. And anybody that I love. Because you all know that loyalty to me is some next level shit. And if I don't want to be loyal to you, that means that I do not want to be in your sister, friend, life circle at all. And if you don't want to be loyal to me, oh, clear as day. We done. Because loyalty for me is the love language. Loyalty is another way to stand in the gap for me. But back to parents. Think about how you are raising your children. Think about the mistakes that you made. And if you didn't stand in the gap for your child, fucking apologize. Let them know that you didn't have the tools to stand in the gap. You were doing what was taught to you or you were simply doing the best you can. But also remember that once you know better, you are expected to do better. So guess what, guys? Do better. I'm happy to be back, but I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye!